Welcome to the radio broadcast of Pineview Baptist Church, a growing community of faith in the Belfast community of Goldsboro. We are located at 3357 U.S. Highway 117 North in Goldsboro. We invite you to find out more about our congregation by visiting us at facebook.com forward slash Pineview Baptist Goldsboro. Join us now for our weekly message. And Lord, I pray today that you will enable us to tune our hearts and minds to you for a few moments, that you would enable us by your Spirit to worship in spirit and in truth. I pray today for my friend Pastor Kelly in Princeton and for his congregation at Antioch Presbyterian. Lord, that you would accomplish your purposes in them today through the teaching of Scripture. I pray today for Pineview as we have gathered together on this day to worship you, to fellowship together, to break bread together, but also to hear your word, to learn from it. Lord, give us attentive hearts and minds, receptive spirits. Give us illumination, Lord. Open our eyes. And it's in the name of Christ we pray and ask these things God's people said. Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me again to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, the same portion of Scripture we were in last Sunday, and we're going to pick right up where we left off. We began this portion of our sermon series, Gospel Stewardship, by talking about work, everyone's favorite topic. And last week we talked about sort of a code for workers, for employees, and today we're going to see the second half of that. Pick up with me reading in verse number 5 again. And it says, Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bond servant or is free. Pay special attention to verse 9, which is what we're focusing on today. Masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. May God add a blessing to the reading of Holy Scripture. As I said last week, we sort of discussed a code for workers and I'm inquisitive by nature, so when I approach a text, I always begin with questions, and I allow the text to answer those questions. So my question was, how are we to work as servants of Christ? And that applies whether you're an employee, a worker, and it also applies if you're an employer, a manager, a business owner, a boss. And so the code for workers that we discussed from Scripture last week was firstly that we're to work respectfully. Also, sincerely, we see conscientiously, verse 6. And then finally, we discussed the fact that we're to work pleasantly, that we are to be pleasant to others, especially those of the household of faith. But don't we want our witness to be improved by our work ethic, by how we conduct ourselves um, when we go to work, when we interact with customers or whoever that may be, even co-workers. And so today we're asking the same exact question, how are we to work 
as servants of Christ. And here's our code for employers. And you can also throw in the word managers, bosses, business owners, and so on. And so we're going to see today what Scripture has to teach us about uh, this particular aspect of work. And we're asking that same question, does your work ethic point those around you to Christ and to the gospel? In a June 2014 Forbes article that was written by a lady named Susan Adams, she wrote these words, Are you feeling satisfied with your job? If not, you are among the majority of Americans, 52.3% who are unhappy at work, according to a new report by the conference board, the New York-based nonprofit research group. As I researched this idea of work and happiness, I found even more updated statistics, and it's very flexible. It's a very flexible sort of uh, reporting and uh, polling, but there were some years where Americans were very pleased with their jobs. They were very thankful to have employment in a downward economy. But more recently, I saw very similar numbers, 50 or more percent of people who are unhappy with their work. And many do feel this way. You know, I've often said that if you like your job, then you don't really have a job. If you can get up on Monday morning and go to work and you're you're excited about it, you're thankful for it, that's not really a job. But the fact of the matter is that's not always going to be the case, is it? There will be seasons in life of difficulty. There will be seasons of frustration. There will be times where we don't want to get up and go to work. But if the Ephesian code of conduct was lived out, and keep in mind that this is, this is a part of a larger code of conduct that we see in the book of Ephesians, discussing how we're to deal with one another in church, how husbands and wives are to deal with one another, how children are, are to honor and respect their parents, and so on and so forth. But if this code, particularly what we're looking at today, this code for workers and for employers, if it was truly lived out, if the Bible was the standard in our lives, I don't believe that there would be so much unhappiness in our society. The Bible presents us with revolutionary ideas, relevant teaching, and also we see today revolutionary social ethics. And we're going to look at that in particular. But the first thing that I see in the text this morning, first thing Paul says is do unto others. Sort of a golden rule, if you would, for business owners, employers, managers, and so on. He says in verse number 9, Masters, do the same to them. Just as we see mutual submission in a husband and wife relationship, in a church relationship, we also see it described here. Mutual submission carries over into this realm of work. And what Paul is telling those in authority is simply treat your employees the way that you would like to be treated. Those four principles that we discussed last week, Paul is saying to those in authority positions, do the same. Treat them with the same respect. If you want respect, show respect. If you want sincerity, then show sincerity. If you want conscientiousness, 
you model it for your employees. If you want pleasantness, model it for them in the workplace. And in a workplace where that is the standard, and it is lived out in in the lives of those in positions of authority and also those in the workplace, you'll see productivity, you'll see unity. By productivity, I mean that things are getting done. There's accomplishments being made. By unity, I mean that people are getting along. Far too many workplaces, there's there's this tension. There's this butting of heads. Leadership. I believe that's what the Bible is teaching us here. Be a leader. Set the tone. Model it for others. There's another thing that Paul describes for us in our text today. Secondly, he says that we're to see a revolutionary spiritual quality among followers of Christ. Now, there's a lot of talk about that word in our culture today, equality. And many are getting led astray by worldly ideas and political systems. And you have heard me stand in this pulpit and unequivocally denounce critical race theory, intersectionality. The people of God don't need those things because we have a book that supersedes any of those ideas. You say, well, we're talking about a text that is describing a slave and master relationship. Yes, and as I shared with you some context last week, it would be the gospel that would be a death nail to the system of slavery. We don't need worldly systems to deal with equality. We have God's Word. And it's described for us in detail here in this verse. It says in verse 9, Stop threatening, knowing that He who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there's no partiality with Him. Just because a boss or a manager or an employer holds a higher authority in the workplace doesn't mean he is greater in God's eyes. I can apply that same principle into our context today in a church. Just because I've been called as pastor, just because Pastor Tim is also one of our elders, our pastors, that does not mean that we are greater in God's eyes. There's an equality that the Bible describes here. And it's cutting to our heart attitude. You know, we've been talking about attitude here recently. And that's what it's getting at. It's focusing on the attitude of your heart. If you are a leader, if you are a manager, a supervisor, if you are over others, do you model humility? Do you realize that the people under you are also made in the image of God? And that if they are Christians, you are on equal ground as humans because you serve the same heavenly master. What a radical idea that's presented in this Greek culture. The gospel changes people. The gospel changes lives. The gospel changes cultures and societies. The gospel, as I've said many, many times, is the great equalizer. There's no one here in this building that's better than the other. We are all the same at the foot of the cross. We are all the same as we approach this table. That's equality. The text tells us that the employer is to refrain from harshness, 
from using his higher authority to strong arm, to intimidate, to oppress employees. John MacArthur writes that there should be a mutual honor and respect from Christian employers to their employees. Based on their common allegiance to the Lord, giving up threatening, the Spirit-filled boss uses his authority and power with justice and grace, never putting people under threats, never abusive or inconsiderate. He realizes that he has a heavenly master who is impartial. Now, there's a phrase that I was told by another pastor years ago. He would say, preach the text. Preach the text just as it is written. Rightfully divide, but then he would add another phrase and he would say, and then put some flesh on it. And what I mean by that is let's make it practical. Let's make it applicable to our particular context. So here's some practical and biblical advice for you today. If you're in a position of leadership and work, if you're an employer, if you're a business owner, pay fair wages. Show care and compassion for those who you employ. When they're ill, reach out to them. Show concern for them. Be, be concerned for their marriage. Be concerned for their, their children's well-being, for their education, for their future. Set them up for success. Especially if they're a fellow brother or sister. In Christ. Model the example. Be a leader. This is not an option for those of us who follow Christ. God's word to us today is abundantly clear for employers, just as it was last week for employees. And so the question for those of us who oversee workers, who lead in the workplace is, does your leadership style, does your management point workers to Christ? Do they see it lived out in your life? Are you being the example? How do we accomplish this? Well, contextually speaking, all of this follows a very important verse in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. That verse preceded this entire code of conduct presented in chapter 6. And it says this, it says, Be filled with the Spirit. You see, it's not our inclination to be this type of person as human beings. Because as we've already discussed this morning, we're not good. We're not righteous. We're not clean. None of us are. Apart from Christ. And by His Spirit, we can be who He's called us to be. It goes on in chapter 5 to say, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Husbands, wives, are you submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ? Church member, Pastor, church leader, are you submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ? Employees, 
Are you submitting to those who God has placed in authority over you out of reverence for Christ? Employers, bosses, managers, worker, business owners, are you submitting to your brothers and sisters in Christ out of reverence for Christ? Remember what our text said, that you are bond servants of Christ, not of man, doing work as the will of God. Those who are, who are full of the Spirit have hearts that make music. They have a prayerful spirit of thanksgiving. They submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I want to share this with you. I read it this week in some of my study. It was written by Justin Martyr, who in the second century said, Our Lord urged us by patience and meekness to lead all from shame and the lusts of evil And this we have shown in the case of many who have come in contact with us who were overcome and changed from violent and tyrannical characters, either from having watched the constancy of their Christian neighbors or from doing business with Christians. Lord, let it be so. I can't remember who it was I was discussing it with this week. But we were talking about workers in restaurants and how almost every server will tell you that the very worst crowd is Sunday at 12.30. God forbid that we would look down on people, that we would think we're better than anyone. We're sinners. We are sinners. saved by the grace of God. And that doesn't give us a right to hold up our nose. The Bible says, be filled with the Spirit. Humbly approach the relationships in your life, whether it's in your home or in your workplace. I ask you again as we close, does your work ethic point those around you to the gospel? Does your management, does your leadership point workers to Christ? This is the Word of God. It is for us as people, and I say thanks be to God for it. Heavenly Father, we love You. We worship You. We adore You. And we glorify Your name in all the earth. Lord, I pray that You would enable us by the power of Your Spirit to to glorify Your name not only when we come into worship on Sunday mornings or Bible study on Wednesday nights, but that we would be glorifying Your name in our workplaces. That we would be glorifying Your name in our homes or in our relationships with others in our communities. There are no part-time followers of Christ. We don't serve You, Lord, on on Sundays and then hold up our noses at others Monday through Friday. Change us, Lord. Renew our minds. Fill us with Your Spirit. Give us that prayerful spirit of thanksgiving 
And may we know true submission to one another. Why? Out of reverence for Christ. It's in the name of Jesus we pray and ask these things. God's people said, Amen and Amen. Pineview gathers for worship each Sunday beginning at 9.30 a.m. for morning prayer. Sunday school classes for all ages begin at 9.45, followed by our worship gathering at 11 a.m. We also meet each Wednesday night for Bible study and prayer at 7 p.m. in our church fellowship hall. We're located at 3357 U.S. Highway 117 North in Goldsboro, North Carolina. We're a Southern Baptist congregation dedicated to expository preaching and biblical worship. We invite you to join us for worship.